to another episode of A Safe Space for Men. I'm your host, as per usual. Uh, before we get started, please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe, and download to the podcast. I appreciate it. Again, we are available on all platforms. I'm available on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, uh, iHeart, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, anywhere where podcasts are available. So, um, yeah, go in there and check me out. <laughs> Uh, also, happy Happy New Year, happy Kwanzaa, happy uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, what am I leaving out? Happy holidays. And uh, I hope everyone had a, a joyful holiday, a peaceful holiday. Hopefully, it was productive and you were able to spend the time you needed to with your family because um, that's always good. That's important. Uh, my Christmas is really busy. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I haven't been on here in a while by myself. Uh, this is, I feel like I haven't recorded by myself in over a month, which is good, which means that I've been having guests and um, guest hosts on and everything. Uh, I had Aaron on. Aaron was my f- very, Aaron wasn't my first guest. Aaron was actually my second guest, um, but I had Aaron on the beginning of the month. Um, his interview was, I, I feel like it was really good. A lot of people, I got a lot of stepdad feedback about that. A lot of men who are stepdads and could relate to a lot of shit he was saying. I had some women actually reach reach out, but a lot of men that are either are or were in his position uh, reached out and just the biggest thing they were just saying, like he has a lot of, he has great strength. And I, I felt like Aaron was really transparent. He was really honest about the shit that he went through, is going through or has went through. And again, I think it's super fucking dope how he still is in those girls' lives and continues to be that father or that figure or that presence. He sent me a picture a couple days ago over the holiday, actually, of him as Aunt Vern and one of the girls. Uh, And again, this is a dad. I can see the joy in her face. And you just know, like anyone that's a father or a parent, you know what that is. You know what I mean? What the it thing is. And you can just tell they love him and they respect him and they enjoy being around him. So just kudos to him, man. Um, because most men would peace out, most men, regardless of the ages. And I definitely think that that made it a lot easier to transition from being in a relationship with their mom uh, to continue to keep that relationship because they, they are in their 20s. But um, that's just dope that, you know, again, like shout out to all the stepdads that became real dads and stepped up where biological fathers just haven't or didn't. And um, I mean, these situations, they're created either from you're in a relationship with somebody and they have kids and you develop that relationship. Some men unfortunately are cheated on by women and the women don't say anything until either one, the child arrives. And then you're looking at this kid like, Whoa, 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 paternity test or they don't look like you or two. You don't find out to years later. And by years, I mean the child is like seven or eight years old. And then also sometimes these situations, again, are created when you come into the relationship and they have children. And, you again, you develop that relationship. And the relationship with the woman or your partner doesn't work out. And, you know, you find yourself in a position where you want to continue to be there for these kids because you love them. Especially 10 years is a long time. I don't care who you are. 10 years is a long time to build a relationship with children. And then to have that taken away. I, I've talked to men who have had that taken away. And haven't been able to remain involved with those kids. And I think that's sad uh, when a person is bitter and they take that from you, especially when those kids don't have a father. And, and it's either the kids that their father, biological dad is a deadbeat. Uh, he may be away in college or prison, um, or he just isn't, you know, just isn't around. He's an active or God forbid, unfortunately, maybe he passed away. So I just think, there's no reward for that shit, you know? Like, we know what happens. We know there are men out here stepping up uh, for kids that aren't theirs. Um, and I, that's where me and him can relate a lot because I've been in that situation before. And it's, 
you know, uh, it's great when the other party is allowing you to continue to be there, but when they're like fighting with you and it's it's more about being bitter than anything, that's when it really gets difficult. So, but thankfully for him again, his, his girls are they're of age and he doesn't have to worry about it. So yeah, um, thanks again, Aaron, for coming on. He's gonna be back again towards the early part of February. Uh, we're planning uh, because me and him are big wrestling fans. So the Royal Rumble is actually I think the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth. And so he'll be on the Friday after that. We'll record and have that for y'all. That so it'll be it'll be the early, the first week of February more than likely, and I'm looking forward to that because uh, Aaron has some stories though. He really does. Uh, if, if we really sat in pod, we if, I, an episode with Aaron could really be like five hours. Um, I wouldn't let it get to that, but it could, it could really. He has a lot of stories. He's been through a lot of things. Um, he's experienced a lot. Uh, last episode I had Talisa and Kayla on. That episode was great. Uh, that's actually by far my favorite episode because just having women on uh, to provide a different perspective, a different point of view, challenging me on some shit. Uh, I love having people that don't agree with me. Uh, and to finally have women on that bring so much knowledge to the conversation. You can hear their intelligence just bouncing off the fucking microphone. Like, you can hear it. And um, I, I very much... I don't, I don't like to be around any... Uh, I prefer to not be the smartest person in the room. I, I flourish better than that. I learn better that way. But um, listening back, it was just a really good episode. I love how Kayla asked me questions when I was talking about the therapist. And I was like, oh, I think I'll work better with a female therapist. And she immediately wanted to know why. And um, that's that's really the energy I get from her. She asks a lot of questions. She's uh, She takes the initiative to like seek the answers. And that's really good. Talisa very transparent about the things that she went through. And again, they opened my eyes up to shit with my mom, my grandmom, who I was raised by questions that I have things that I, before the episode, honestly, I may have resented them for or had an issue. And now I look at, cause I, now I use what they were saying and I kind of compare it to my, my parents and now, oh, excuse me. Um, because they were learning. They you know, I look at it like my grandmom, became a parent when she, I think, was 14 or 15. And then she was a grandmother, I believe, very young as well. She was a grandmother, I believe, by the time she was in, like, her late 20s. And, like, everyone was still learning. Then by the time I got here, my grandma was probably in her 40s, you know what I mean? And just understanding that everyone is still learning, whether you're an uncle, aunt, a father, a mother, a grandmother, you're still learning. I'm still learning with my kids. And hopefully they are able to give me grace with my mistakes uh, because I certainly now am giving my parents, uh, even my dad, even though we haven't conversed in quite a while. He actually texted me the other day. He texted me Merry Christmas. I did not text back uh, simply because I'm, uh, there's an apology that has to be sent first uh, from him. Um, and that's neat to hear that. That's a whole nother conversation. But I'm not, uh, I just got to give them grace because, again, everyone was learning while he was making these mistakes or well, certain mistakes, not all, but. Just they really gave me a different perspective and point of view and full understanding on, you know, everybody ain't perfect, man. I'm pretty sure there's some shit. My kids probably just like that, like that shit was corny or we didn't like that. We don't like how you handled that um, or said this or did that. You know what I mean? And because, again, we, we're all not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. The important thing is just learn from them. So I'm, I'm hopeful to make them regular guests as well. I reached out to Delisa about it. She's actually open to the idea. Uh, she wants to do it. So I just had to, uh, I actually got to touch base with Kayla. Hopefully she's down. Um, but I know they'll, they'll definitely be back. Talisa for sure will be back. And hopefully Kayla will as well. And um, for those who just don't know, Talisa has a podcast. And one more thing, available all podcasts. It's on my page. It's in my, I think it's in my link tree. If not, it's in, I think it's in the episode description. So download it, uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, check it out. Go buy her book. That's on the episode description as well, along with uh, credit medics information for Kayla. Um, if you're looking to, you know, learn about credit, buy a house, you're trying to buy a property, uh, anything financial, she's the go-to person for it. She's very knowledgeable in that category. Uh, what else I got for you? I just oh, I just saw I just finished another episode a couple of days ago with uh, Aunt Money Anthony Rockmore. Remember he was on about seven or eight episodes ago. This episode, I feel like it's going to be, we talked about a lot. We covered a lot of things. It was really, really good. Um, 
It ran really long. I think that one ran nearly two hours. So look out for that. That's going to drop after this one, probably the second week of January. Uh, it should be a good listen. We covered a lot of things. Uh, I feel like me and him have great chemistry. Pause. Uh, I'm, I'm on his podcast a lot. I've been on his podcast like every week the last three weeks. And um, his, his podcast is the Ant Money Experience. It's on the Big Exclusive Network. You can get that on YouTube. Uh, he is not on um, like Apple Podcasts or anything yet. He's strictly just the uh, just on YouTube. So you can get it there. Um, it's a great listen. Uh, it's a much different than my podcast. Uh, but there's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of seriousness. There's a lot of adult shit that goes on there. And um, it's just, you know... Whatever your whatever your interest is, you you'll probably, I think you'll like it. I, I enjoy being on there. I'm on it a lot. Pause. <laughs> so what have I been up to? What I've been up to is I've been working. I've been preparing for Christmas, getting ready for Christmas, doing Christmas, experience Christmas. Uh, I feel like the kids pretty much got everything they wanted and needed. Uh, my mom came over. She spent the day with us. So what I did, which was a big mistake, I uh, I tried to hold up. I tried to not put any gifts under the tree until the night before or the night leading into Christmas. Big fucking mistake. Ron, you got five kids. Um, that was not smart. I don't even teach my kids to believe in Santa. So that's not, there was, there was, looking back on it, um, I kind of shot myself in the foot. Need to hear there. Um, Christmas Eve, I worked until like 2.30, had to go to the mall. I got back in the house from the mall, getting last minute gifts around 7.30, 8 o'clock. I think I had to make dinner that night, a quick dinner for the girls. I got started on wrapping gifts around 10, 10, 15. Did not finish wrapping gifts until 5.30 in the morning. Part of the reason that took so long, because in the midst of that, I had to throw a turkey in the oven because I'm preparing dinner for the next day. And also, little Miss Jordan, so got Kanaya's cell phone. It was already wrapped. It went missing. So I wrapped all the gifts, and I still can't find a cell phone. I spent two hours looking all over this house, my car, looking for this phone. Then I found the phone in the back of my closet, like like literally at like 5.30. I was pissed because there was two hours of sleep that Jordan stole from me. Um, I forgive her. We ain't beefing. But I was very tired that day because I, I got about an hour and three minutes of sleep between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because I was right back up to, you know, to, you know once the kids get up and I got to get up and start preparing dinner. Or finish dinner, uh, get myself ready. I got to go pick a kid up. Uh, I had to go pick Jordan up. Not Jordan. I had to go pick up Emma, pick my mother up, get back here, open gifts. And this is like a, it's like an ongoing thing all day. I, I, don't, I think my by the end of the day, my feet were killing me because it was just like all day I was moving around. I think I sat down and watched part of one game, but there's a lot of cleaning that goes into Christmas. There's a lot of preparation. So never again will I fucking like wait wait till the last minute one to wrap gifts to uh put all the gifts under the tree the night like that the night before unless they're all if they're all the way wrapped in my room then that's different but i didn't wrap all the gifts i had like 10 gifts wrapped they had a lot of shit i went through i think it was it was like over 100 gifts that i had to wrap between my kids my sister my mom you know yeah i i, I was over 100 gifts um because i remember i went through like 250 sticker packs and i opened up a third one so, yeah, never again am I doing that. I'm still tired. I, I am. And with that being said, uh, just kudos and applause and shout out to anybody that's a single parent, be it mom or dad, that's out there doing this shit solo. Uh, holidays are, they're good, they're great, but they are difficult when you're the only adult in the house managing, uh, rapping, cooking, doing everything. Like, that shit is rough. And just shout out to any single parent out there that, that handles the holidays on their own. Whether the, the, the other parent is available or not, you're the one managing your household. So that, that shit is fucking hard. The cleanup, the, the cleanup is the worst part. I had all these boxes on my porch. I had like four trash bags of wrapping paper. It Yeah, I was just beyond famished and done. So, um, and with that being said, stepmom applications are open. My DMs are open. They are wide open. What up, making good? I know your situation isn't what you thought it was going to be. So, uh, so yeah, my, my DMs is open, baby. Come on home. Um, but, uh, yeah, on a, on a serious note, salute to all the single parents out there, man. Holidays are, are insane. 
Um, my New Year's was peaceful. Uh, we watched the ball drop. We uh, sat in here and made a bunch of noise. I got the kids, you know, little hats and stuff and things that make the noise that you blow air through. And they had their little glasses, much like the one sitting in front of me. Um, they had a good night. Uh, Emma was Emma's first time watching the ball drop from what she told me. She's never seen the ball drop. She's normally sleep. It was actually her first time spending um, the ball dropping with me, which is really cool. Um, and she's nine years old. Uh, Jordan is always up. Jordan has been to New Year's parties. She's been to all of that shit. So the last couple of years, we actually haven't been to any. We've been actually been in the house the last three years, which is cool. I think next year, maybe I'll do a New Year's party. Maybe I will. I don't know. Depending on where I'm, if I'm living here or if I move, uh, we'll figure it out. But I brought it with my girls, which is, I mean, all you can really ask for. I do not really have any New Year's resolutions. Uh, I just want to build off what I've been doing last year. Um, you know, just continue to get better in the gym, continue to be more healthy, get my body in the best shape that I can possibly fucking get it into. Uh, I want to continue to oh well, I gotta finish a book I started writing a book like three years ago but I never finished it uh one because I'm a procrastinator too I don't finish it uh which is the amazing thing about having this podcast that I've stuck with it I've been dedicated I've been consistent I haven't missed a week I've dropped the episodes and um for me as a pat on my back I'm really proud of that but um I also don't think I'm a writer so I, I have the information in my head I could sit here and I could talk to someone about everything that I want to put on paper everything like my story that I want to put out there, uh, the things that I've been through and experienced, like I really feel like it's information that I need to get out there. I want to share with the world, but I don't put pen to paper is really hard. It's, it's really hard. Um, so I, I'm thinking of actually hiring someone to write the book for me. I have someone in mind, but I don't know if she does that. I don't know if she's like, uh, she's gets, she, uh, is hireable to write <laughs> a fucking book for somebody. But I enjoy her her writing and her book. She's really good at what she does. So um, I haven't actually even inquired yet. I probably will at some point. Uh, just not right now. But yeah, I, I really that's something I really want to do. So hopefully, maybe by next year, twenty twenty five, I have some traction on that. I don't. I don't know. Um, I also want to move. I I really want to move from where I live at now. Uh, it's the neighborhood. I, while I love my home because it's where I grew up at, um, I remodeled it myself like it's there is like a nostalgia and uh what what's the word i'm looking for um i can't even think of the word right now but <laughs> i i grew up here so it's very near and dear to my heart to raise my children where i was raised at and i think it's cool as shit but it's time to move this neighborhood sucks the neighborhood is dangerous there's like when last night when the ball dropped there's just gunshots and all that I'm I'm a very reserved and quiet person. I I'm, I can do very well in a quiet ass neighborhood where there's no music. There's nothing. I hate the summer. Summer there's loud music. Someone's always double parked. There's barely any parking on my block. There's a lot of things, but the biggest thing is just the safe the the safe part. The neighborhood isn't that safe. The block is, but the neighborhood isn't. So, I am planning, and I was trying to hold off until Gabby graduated from high school, which would be in 2025. But I don't know. If once I get an idea of where she wants to go to college at. Cause I think I'm going to be one of them parents that's going to go close to where she's at. Uh, if she's okay with it. Cause at that point it'll kind of be about her, but I'm, I'm the fuck out of here. I need to be in another state. And, um, whether it's Florida, whether it's Texas, California, Ohio, I don't care. Uh, Maryland. I'm just, I'm ready to go. I want to move. Uh, something I also want to go. I, wanna, I think I want to take Dayton, like actually take it seriously this year. Uh, last year, I didn't really date. I just didn't. I really just didn't have the time, to be honest. I, I would, you know, text with people. And every now and again, you know, you grab lunch, you grab a dinner or something like that. But I really didn't have the space and time to take anyone serious last year. I really didn't, honestly. I'm, I'm always working on stuff. I feel like I'm always busy. The things that are important to me are important to me. The gym, my kids, podcasting. I got to go to work. You know what I mean? Oh, my side projects. Like these are all those things are really important to me. So I have to figure out how to balance all of that when you're adding in an extra human being that would have to be uh, equally as important, if not more than the other things, with the exception of my children. So, but I think I'm going to take Dayton a little more serious next year. 
I started the podcast in 23. I want to continue to bring awareness to mental health and the everyday issues that we as men deal with. Um, we as fathers deal with, we as sons, brothers, uncles, you know, I'm planning on having more and more guests. I have, I think I have, so for January, I believe I have one, two, I have two guests coming on. I have two guys coming on in January so far, knock on wood. Uh, nothing really for February. There's actually a female that I want to have on, not so much for the interview, but just to have on because we have a lot of conversations, uh, again, like offline and She's a really, again, just another intelligent black woman who has a lot, has a really creative side to her, but also, like, I notice when we talk, like, the things that she's talking about, a lot of times, they're opposite what I'm saying, but she has, she makes great points, so I think, I think it'll, again, it'll just be another great mind to have on here, and to just, again, provide a different perspective and a different point of view on, like, whatever it is that we're discussing, so, yeah, and the biggest thing that happened to me last year that kind of made me, I guess you could say, come out of my shell is um, I, I I thought I was going to die. And um, I don't want to, like, creep any freak anybody out, but I was almost in a car accident on 95 where my the engine on my car just completely went dead. I was going about 80 miles an hour. I was on my way to work. You know, I worked at the airport and the car just completely fucking went dead. And I'm like, my car has no electric or nothing. There's an 18-wheeler behind me, and I can't signal. There's no way for me to signal that my car has went dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're behind me honking and shit. This, if I'm going 80, I'm pretty sure the 18-wheeler was going 80. And I remember I was on FaceTime with my daughter, Kanaya, and I was just like, oh, my God, my car went dead. And I had to stay, like, as calm as possible. I was like, I'll call you back later. In my mind, guys, honest truth, I thought I was cooked. I thought that was it. I thought I was fucking done because... Um, even though I have an SUV, that 18 wheeler would have destroyed my car and me. I would, it, it would have been a closed casket. I guarantee it. Somehow, by the grace of God, um, in a higher spirit, I was able to get my car all the way over to the off lane of 95. I got out. I called the Uber. I hauled ass down the off ramp, and I went to work because there was there was nothing else that like there was nothing else to do. I was just so thankful that I was fucking alive and it just really puts it in perspective for me as far as like life again I was talking all last year about how life is short and it's so quick and while that's why I had really been spending a lot of time with my family reaching out to people uh fixing friendships that had went left um ending some friendships that needed to be ended I had to do that last year as well um I actually ended a friendship that I reconnected with and I had to end it because we were two totally different people. And um, she was just completely like, I don't know. Again, I, I think I spoke up before. She was just saying some shit to me uh, about my situations. And it's just once you become disrespectful. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, just taking life a little more seriously, uh, being more grateful, uh, being more graceful. And yeah, like that really just opened my eyes and stuff. Even like I, I was never a person that danced and like that. I think the last wedding I was at, that was when Lewis's wife got me to dance. I, I'm really not a dancing person, but just trying new things, being open to different opportunities, being open to shit, not being so much stuck in my shell. And the podcast has actually helped me with that uh, because I, I, I was very much, I think that was the biggest obstacle was sitting in front of a camera, getting behind a microphone and just talking, just letting people in on like a part of my life that I keep so close to me and uh, some of the shit that I go through or have been through. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to continue that. There's, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of shit to share with the world. Um, and now I'm comfortable doing it. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful I didn't die. I'm thankful. Like I'm still here and able to be a father to my girls uh, because that is the most important thing to me uh, outside of getting sleep. <laughs> So today, I actually wanted to talk about and break down what custody is and the rights that we have in the state of PA. Uh, I've had some conversations over, I'm going to say the last couple months, with a couple fellas, a couple brothers that are going through shit or experience stuff, and they wasn't quite sure what it is. And so I I just kind of looked at it like, I know I, I wasn't always educated on it. I didn't always know what this or that was. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just, I'll fucking do an episode about it and hopefully it helps somebody and I'll, I'll give you some information. So you have primary, primary custody, which means 
the child or the children will primarily reside with one parent. The other parent is given a set schedule of time for the child, which means that, so for instance, uh, if I had primary custody with one child, that means that I have maybe Monday to the following Thursday, and then that other parent has like every other weekend or something like that. That's what primary would look like, primary physical. They schedule certain days throughout the month that the child goes with the non-primary parent. So that's kind of what that looks like. You also have legal custody. So legal custody, the definition of that is the right to make major decisions on behalf of the child or children as it pertains to medical, religious, and or educational decisions. Typically, this is shared regardless of the living arrangements. So again, legal is doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, anything down to vaccinations you have to agree on. Um, you know what I mean? If, for, like I have, well, I'll use Emma for example. We have shared, uh, we have equal legal custody, shared legal custody. So let's say she goes and gets her a vaccine. She doesn't consult with me first. She can get in trouble for that. And vice versa. If I do that, I can get in trouble for it. You can't, we have to agree on it. And like literally, if there was like a vex that came out um, that she got that I wasn't okay with, or her mom was okay, and one of us did, you could really end up you you would end up in court arguing about it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you would have to come to some type of agreement at some point. You know what I mean? But you can't do any can't do surgeries, transplants, like none of that stuff. Braces, even down to braces, you have to like agree on all that shit. So um, anything major, as far as even religion, you can't technically you can't put your child into a religion without agreeing on or consulting with the other parent. I can't take, I can't take Emma and turn her Jewish without checking with her mom. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, that's, and I'm just using Emma as an example, but that's very much how it works. And it's regardless of the living arrangements, legal, legal doesn't care about who the child is with. It's more about um, just the direction and the safety of the child. So for to the men out there that feel like they've been excluded from doctors, visits, decisions, school involvement, even down to assemblies, uh, for the most part, the, the only way you'll lose a legal custody, the only way a person loses legal custody, you just have to be completely unavailable, uh, shown the courts that you don't give a fuck, something like that, and then they'll take it from you. But even down, to, even if you don't, uh, you probably don't know you have it. You have it. You know what I mean? If you've been to court, you have it. They put it in there without you even asking. So if you've been held back from the opportunity to take your child, son, or daughter, or daughters to a dentist appointment or anything like that, that's what you want to do, uh, file the necessary paperwork with the court. Um, it's actually um, the person, the other party, will actually be in contempt when they are not uh, following whatever the agreement is you have in place. I should have brought up one of my agreements and just read off it, but... Then again, I don't know if I went that far in my business. Uh, physical. So physical custody is actual physical possession of the child, which is what I have. Meaning that the child is with me uh, the majority of the time. And so, in a, so, for example, in an agreement where I have physical custody, it would say, I, me, I have physical custody of child such and such, John Doe. And then it will be followed by other parent has shared physical custody. And we'll get into what that is. And then underneath that, it would uh, it would describe and give you the parameters of what the legal custody is. And then it will say both parents share legal custody of John Doe child born a this day, age this, name this. So that's kind of what it would look like. So uh, where are we at? Partial physical custody. So partial physical custody is the right to assume physical custody of the child for less than the majority of the time, which is what it would say on a physical custody order. It would be like physical custody and then partial custody. The other parent has partial uh, physical custody on these days, and then it would go into holidays and stuff like that. You can get an order to break down that way. Uh, all my orders, I have them. We have them set up to where the holidays we had to, well, yeah, where the holidays are defined in the order. Oh, excuse me. That way there's no issues. There's no arguing. There's no misunderstanding. And then when a father's there or mother's there coming around, like there's no issue. You know what I mean? We try to, for me, it was really important to have everything covered so I don't have to argue with anybody. Real fast. Uh, another thing that's kind of common or not kind of is a lot of, a lot of women, most women, uh, if they weren't brought up that way or they weren't raised to believe that or they just don't, they just think that 
got that old age way of thinking that just because they carried the kids and that they're the mother, you know, that all the decisions are up to them. And um, it's their way to the highway. And that's just not the fucking way. That's not how it is. That's we are. It's 2024 now. Um, that's not the way it goes. So, again, as a man, as a father, you have rights. You just have to exercise them. You got to do your research. You got to uh, know specifically what you're talking about. And then you also got to already be, have been doing your job before you get down there. Um, even though, even if you, I mean, there's case, if you were an absent father or a deadbeat father, whatever's going on, the courts actually want men to step up. So even if you go down there, like most of the time, I know dudes that weren't a part of their kid's life like at all. And they go down there when they're like three or four or sometimes six or seven. They're like, hey, you know, I reached out. I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to be a part of my kid's life. And they will make sure that you get your kid, that you get to see your kid. And there's gradual steps like a court. It'll start with visitation. Um, I believe it's like eight weeks of visitation. And then it goes to like eight weeks of weekends, drop off, pick up, like dropping off and picking up Saturday and then picking back up Sunday and dropping off again Sunday night. That's like eight weeks. And then after that, it goes to straight to weekends. And then if you want more time than that, you go back to court and you get that. So you, there's, it's just always about the process. You got to be willing to stay the course and do what you need to do. Uh, always keep track of everything, regardless of your agreement. Any text messages, even any type of communication you have with the other party, always keep track of that. Again, like the paper trail is going to be so important because it's going to keep you out of trouble, um, keep you from looking like a fool and from having to like lose anything. It's just going to support your case. Uh, if you need to file a motion for contempt, you got to be able to show your evidence. That's why I'm saying keep track of everything. The turnaround on that is normally when I had to do it, it was like I think two or three months. And I know that seems like a long time, but uh, it's again, it's quicker than if you. So, f for instance, I had to file a motion of contempt because uh, it was my scheduled weekend and my daughter didn't come because her mom didn't let her. She went on vacation. She asked if I was OK with that. I told her no. She still went on vacation. You know what I'm saying? So there's no argument there. I have the messages. Uh, it's my weekend. It's dated. You screenshot it and you go to court and you just deal with it accordingly. Um Again, the biggest mistake is not having a paper trail. That's the best way to protect yourself. And always follow the law. Whatever it is, the law in your state, or if you know what the PA laws is, follow the law. Um, if time is taken for you, from you, again, report it. That's what the you know filing consent motion comes through. So also with your address, it's very important to always report any address changes. If you move, if you don't, it is on you. If you're one of those people that you live in, three different places in the last three years and you're always looking for your mail, chances are this applies to you. So when you change, you have to change. It is the law. You have to change your address when you move. When you move um, or you have to notify the courts. That's in, forget the law. That's in your, uh, any agreement you have. At the bottom is going to say any plan to relocate or move, uh, you have to let us know. The reason why is because when they're sending shit out to you or the other person, say the other person files something against you and you don't know about it, the only way you're going to know about it is through the mail, child support, custody, anything, restraint orders. You're only going to know through the mail. So no, nobody's picking up the phone to call you and not like that. There's too many fucking people down there. It's your responsibility to update the court of any address change. Uh, if you do not update the court and the court they hear and send out to you, you will not be given the courtesy of not knowing. How do I know about that? I had two situations like that. I had one where uh, uh, one of my daughter's mom did not let the court know she moved. And I mean, she had moved like 12 to 18 months prior to me filing my paperwork. And of course, I knew about it. I knew about the court date, but it's on you. So went the, they sent it to her previous address. They did not give it a courtesy. Got, I got down there. She wasn't there. They called. They called. She didn't pick up. Um, she got the results in the mail, and they let her know what they decided to do. And, of course, in that situation, I, w I already had proof of everything, but I, I, I smoked that shit. I, want every I got everything I wanted and some, basically. And it's not to sound arrogant, but, um, but yeah, you, you just have to. There was another case where uh, one of my other daughters, I sent something out to the address that I had, and this was years ago, and it went to her house, um, I just, as a courtesy, because she hadn't said that to me before, and she's the type of person that would say something, I asked her never felt like, will you be in court tomorrow? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I just took a picture of the stuff and sent it to her. So she calls the court the next morning, like, oh, it went to the wrong house. They said, how do you know it went to the wrong house? Oh, he sent me a picture last night. They said, oh, so you know you had court today. You got an hour to get your ass down here. If you don't, um, we're going to give him whatever he's asking for, because he's here. 
You know what I mean? So um, it's just, again, it's on you to update the court on anything that you have as far as moving and things of that nature. Uh, I encourage everyone, all fathers and everything, to do everything through text or email. Reason why? Because it's proof. If you're in person, record. If you feel like you need to record, record. Um, I, I mean, of course, if you know, I've had a bunch of crazy situations. I had a time where one of them was trying to get in my car, and I had to record it. Like, you know what I mean? This is harassment. You have to, I have, to, and I record inside the car. There's no kid inside the car. There's no, like, my, my, I'm dropping my door off, and she's trying to get in my car. She's pulling on my door. I just go to court and show the judge. You know what I mean? It, it just speaks to everything that I'm talking about that I'm complaining about, any claims that I'm making. So, again, it, it, it helps you. Um, and, of course, you know who you're dealing with. So protect yourself, fellas. Put, protect yourselves. Y'all know you got a woman, you got a kid with these women. You know how they are um, when things aren't on good terms or when they're angry um, and when they're upset. You know how they're going to act, how they're going to react, how they're going to treat you, how, how they're going to talk to you. So uh, you can also modify order anytime, literally. Anytime you want to, you can modify order. If you feel like something needs to be changed, um, just have valid reasons, um, whether it's more time or you're worried about uh, the child with the other party or if there's some holidays you want to add in, you modify it to turn around the modification. Uh, I actually filed one last year. I think I filed it in, I want to say, end of April, beginning of May. We was in front of a judge in July. And, um, and that was like in and out because she had no choice but to sign off on it again because when you go, I have proof, I have this, I have that. You know what I mean? There isn't really... Um, a lot of times you can get them to disagree to it before you go, because I what I like to do, especially if I my attorney he's he's kind of arrogant like that. Like if he he's like I, we gonna smoke this shit. Like she doesn't want this to come out in court. He'll reach out to her on my behalf. Like look, you don't want this to come out. Just sign this, because <laughs> these things that we're gonna report could probably land you in jail, or you could lose your other children that have nothing to do with this case. So, um, that, that that's that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean I'm not really trying to put nobody in jail, unless. Like absolutely necessary. Uh, another big thing I know a lot of guys worry about, and I'm just gonna be blunt with y'all. You you're gonna have to pay child support at some point. Part of this is gonna be paying child support, especially if your child is not with you, uh, because typically what women do is, or angry women, when you file to get your child, and they feel like the counter for that is to always file for child support. I got a a, a brother of mine's going through that very thing right now. Um, Damn, him and his girl, they were together for a really long fucking time. I mean, like 20 years, I think. Um, he took care of her kid. He met her with kids. He took care and raised her kids, provided, put them through school, like everything, did everything he was supposed to do. And I'm not saying he was the greatest boyfriend because, you know, I'm a, I, you know, I keep it frank. He wasn't the greatest boyfriend or husband, whatever he was. But I know he's an outstanding father. And the minute that they had, a, I guess, broke up or whatever, child support. You know what I'm saying? And that's fucked up. But that's part of that's 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 what happens. So, and I encouraged him for years. I'm gonna get to well, I'll mention it now, but I'm gonna get to why it's important um, in a, in a second or two. I when his when his children were born, I encouraged him to establish custody and to go down there and to address it and get it on paper. And he didn't. And now he's going through hell. He's having to like get lawyers and shit and fight this shit because, um, simply because the custody isn't established and. Whoever goes first, it's one of those whoever goes first thing. So you're going to have to pay child support at some point. Uh, I paid child support with um, my nine-year-old for, I want to say, about five years, something like that. And, I mean, that was while I was battling in court and stuff like that. And I later got educated on child support. There is a way around child support. Uh, it's a little tedious, and, um, and it's a legal way. It is a legal way. And, I can, you know, if you really want to know about that, I can talk about that offline, like you could text me or DM me or whatever, and I'll teach you how to do that. And that's both ways, men and women. There is a way around it, a legal way around it. A lot of times the mom is going to leverage uh, child support against you. You know what I mean? We know that. They're going to leverage child Oh, if you do this or if you sleep with me or if you if you do what I ask you to do, I, I will, I'll turn the child support off. Or, you know, whatever is going on. Or if you just give up the time with the kid, I'll turn the child support off. Understand this. Child support, like, it can be turned off today and turned back on tomorrow. Like, there isn't, you can't put that in an agreement. Like, if I give up my rights as a father, child support is off. That's not how it works. You can't put, that's the only thing you can't put in an agreement is, is child support. Because child support is support for the child. The child needs that. 
So um, from a technical standpoint, you can't do that. Uh, f- quick story, uh, income tax story. A couple years back, I was in a bad way, and um, my ex actually leveraged the income tax money against me. She didn't work the whole year. Of course, I've always had a job. And um, so she had put me on child support because she had found out uh, my eight-year-old's mom, well, my nine-year-old mom at the time had me on child support, and that was beyond my control. Like, that was just some whatever. So she got wind of that probably through me. I probably mentioned it in conversation. She, in turn, went and filed for child support. Why would you file for child support for somebody's ex? Like, I take care of these kids. You know what I'm saying? I t- I'm, you're not working. I'm doing the providing. But I guess, sh- whatever, female shit, she actually thought she was going to get more. And, I mean, it was a chunk coming out, but it was not nothing compared to what I was spending on them kids on a day-to-day basis, especially picking up from school. Don't I, one, Oh, child support? I'm not doing shit. You know what I'm saying? That's my counter to that. So um, she actually leveraged the income tax. Oh, well, if you split the income tax money with me, I'll turn the child support off. And against my Lord's wishes, I did do that because I was in a bad way. Um, and, of course, she turned it off. But that's just a petty story about some of these things that women were doing. This is somebody that I was taking care of. So uh, imagine someone that, that hate my guts or whatever. So just just understand, like, um, anything money, you know, you can't really – there's no – there's no negotiating that. Another story, uh, as it pertains to why I say text messaging, everything through text messaging. Uh, I, and I speak directly, uh, Emma. So at the time when I was trying to get Emma, uh, she was still small. Uh, the only way I can get Emma is if I got her sister, who isn't my daughter, who is her mother's daughter. Now, remind you, uh, her sister knows my other kids. She actually used to come over and all that with no problem. My issue became when... And, it was, I have to take her in order to get my daughter. You can't do that. Um, more so, you didn't even have to say that because I, she, because she's a girl and like me as a father, I understand she doesn't have a dad and there's nobody over there. She's the same age as Gabby. I would have just had her come over anyway because they have a good rapport or they had a good rapport. Uh, but once she did that, I was, no, I'm not, you're not going to force me to be a father to another child or to, to do something that I don't legally have to do in order to get my child. No, but once she did that, putting in a text message, I knew I had her. I sent it straight to my attorney, and he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, um, let's get this motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, and, and we got that motherfucker. Um, we went to court and got everything and some. So uh, I know it's hard and it's difficult, but I promise, like, this, if you're a patient and you do these things, this shit will fucking pay off, y'all. I, I, I swear to God, you just have to stay your course. Um, and I know we should not be going through any of this, but you have to. Co-parent should absolutely be fucking simple, but it isn't in some cases. Sometimes we just, and I'm not perfect. Uh, you will never hear me say I'm the perfect dad. I, I, I've probably told you before, I, I suck as a co-parent. Um, I really, I concern myself with what goes on in my house uh, because I have teenagers and even though I have small kids, I'm fortunate I knock on wood. My smallest child I have sole custody of, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, there's a different dynamic to that. I don't have to really converse or negotiate or check with you about doing anything. But even the ones where the agreement is a little different. Um, my daughter, Emma, doesn't live with me. She comes on the weekends. And it's just, I worry about the weekends. Unless she comes back and tells me something alarming, I'm, it's a stress that I just don't need. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going through all that. Uh, I, I would encourage y'all to do your research in whatever state you live in. Uh, make sure you know what the laws is before you, you know, go down there or whatever. But anything PA, I know. I'm well-versed on it. I'm fucking, uh, good God, 16, 17 years been dealing with this shit in and out of court. So I, I pretty much know what I'm talking about. Uh, as it pertains to state benefits, so if your kid's mom is collecting from the state, welfare, medical, anything, or cash, mainly cash assistance. And so there's a little box on there when you fill it out They ask, oh, you're getting cash. Is it okay if we go after the other party, the father, if we go after the father? Of course, they put yes because they don't give a fuck. And what happens is, so let's say I, I, I had a friend. He wasn't working. like He wasn't on the books. He had a job. He wasn't on the books. And this was for like six, seven years. Once he went on the books, he didn't know, like he didn't know that this could happen. They came after him for child support. It was like 17 bands. And um, he's like, what do you mean? Like his, and literally like he had been taking care of his, his son the entire time he was alive. You know what I mean? Like they were sharing time and everything. I mean like literally 50, 50, but he didn't establish custody, which means there was no papers that supported that. And um, 
I think they were I think they were rotating who was claiming, I think. No, they weren't. She was doing the claiming because he was working uh under the table. So he was making money, but he was working under the table. So she was claiming the son every year. You know what I'm saying? So now it looks like, oh no, because the minute it comes, she was like, No, my son live with me. You know what I mean? Um, and he ended up having to pay back some of that money because obviously I think he's still paying. I, I'm not sure. I, I gotta check. But again, that's why it is important to just do all this shit to prevent you from having uh distress. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went through that before where somebody was collecting on behalf of one of my kids, and I had to, I had to go through the whole nine. You have to go. I had to go file for child support. I had to notify the state. I had to file a fraud case. I got to do all that shit because I'm not paying back shit that I didn't receive. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just not. The state will come after you, man. They really do. Also, whoever the child lives with, whoever the child lives with, that's who claims them on the taxes. That is who claims it. If you got something worked out, that's great. But again, I would say um, the safest thing is to have something in writing. You know what I mean? You could put that into an order too. You could put that to the order that we're going to rotate every year. It can be on paper. That way there's no questions or confusion. Because what happens is I had a year, had a falling out with my ex. We had separated like right before tax time. I claimed the kids every year. And then you know what she does? She goes and files. The good thing about the IRS is that when she files, because I filed every year of their lives, um, she has to explain what's going on. And, in, you know, in some cases they'll notify you, but when I go to file, my stuff went right through. But, again, if it was a situation where we were rotating or whatever was going on and there was nothing to support that, they would have they rejected my shit. And then, you know, once your stuff get rejected, you you know, it's a lot that comes along with that. You could possibly be audited. You know what I mean? Your stuff is delayed. Like, you never know what's going to happen. So, um, and, it, again, it just back to my whole point of address and establish custody at birth. No matter what your standing or relationship is with the mother, if y'all are on good terms at birth, y'all, if y'all together, that is the best time to, hey, babe, let's just... just just file this paperwork so that the state don't have custody of it. And that's what happens. When a, a child is born in the state of PA, the state has custody of the child. You know what I mean? Technically. So if, God forbid, your your child is involved in a sting operation or a drug raid, when they come in and there's kids there, they're fucking taking the kids. Why? Because there's no paper saying who these kids belong with. And you have to go through hell to get your kids back. I had a cousin years ago that... um. Her mom, her house got raided. She was, like, selling drugs out of the house, doing drugs, all kinds of crazy shit. And um, they fucking raided the house. And it's my uncle, it took him, like, two or three weeks to get his daughter. That And in and, and hindsight, you were like, oh, two to three weeks. Two to three weeks for a kid to be around people that they are unfamiliar with, it seems like a fucking eternity. So... Again, establish the custody at birth. I promise you, it's the best time to do it. Um, you'll save yourself a lot of fucking stress and heartache. When you do get to court, if you're in court, uh, always talk directly to the judge. Never talk to the other party, like directly, unless the judge uh, directs you to. Um, only talk to your attorney, if you have one present, and the judge. Eyes straight at the judge. Do not get caught into, like, a shouting match or speak off emotion. Um, or get into an argument with with, the, with your child's mom because uh, the judges don't have time for that shit. They're not there for that. They like we're here about business. And every time I, you know I go, I'm always calm and chill. And the other part is always the one that's like at me. You know what I mean? And that it works to your advantage because if they see that you're composed and you're not the one, oh he's not even he don't give a fuck about her. She's the one in here pointing at him, cut him. Like I I love it when I'm in court and my daughter mom cut me off like. It's just, and I just look at the judge like, and I'll get real quiet. I just look like, you know, uh, you see what I have to deal with. And the judge, most judges can really figure, you know, can see that, like, who's the wrong person or who's the person that's being petty and shit like that. So, like I said, most good judges, man. Again, proof is everything. If the mother's always inquiring about you and your personal life, let the court know that. Make sure it's through text because you, you could print text messages out. You can hand your phone to the judge. You know what I mean? Um, they try to deny it because I've had a situation like that where they try, oh, that's not me. He's making it up. He sent the messages to his phone. Oh, so this isn't you right here? Oh, no problem. You have your phone on you, ma'am? Yeah, I do. Let me see it. Uh, Mr. Harrison, dial her phone number for, for straight out the text message. Tap on the name and call it. Phone rings. Oh, you're a liar. So now I have to question everything else you're about to tell me after this. And I have no choice but really to believe because he's being honest and upfront. So, yeah. Um, 
protect yourself, man. Uh, that's also part of the reason why I have cameras in my house, man. Uh, just because there was a situation where I was, um, I had someone accusing my other children of basically uh, abusing another child of mine, and it was just like, that's bullshit. And because for the most part, they're relatively hidden, and you did uh, that particular child didn't know I had cameras, and when I said it, then it was like, oh, wait a minute, now you want to back check your story. No, motherfucker, I have cameras all over my house. So what the fuck are you talking about? No. Um, that shit you're trying to accuse uh, a sibling, that didn't happen. And um, what day did it happen? What time? Because I, I got 24-hour fucking surveillance on my house. So play with somebody else. Uh, and also, don't be down there in court with someone you actively sleeping with. It ain't nothing worse. You go to court and then it come out that y'all still fucking around. Like, the judge ain't going to have time for none of that shit. The judge going to be pissed. Like, he gonna get the fuck out of my courtroom. You know what I mean? And, and just your focus should always be your child, man. I understand, like, you are there to, it's for the child. It's not about the other person. Even if, and even fellas, even if you, the, the woman has done you dirty, she's hurt your feelings, whatever. She broke up with you and left you for another nigga. Whatever it is, the focus is the child. So just don't go down there worrying about anything with her. Or she got a boyfriend. It's a distance in there. I, I tell people all the time, I tell dudes this and I tell women this. The other person is eventually going to have another life. So when you're talking about, oh, wait, I don't want nobody around my kid or my son or my daughter, understand someone else is going to be around your child. You just got to hope that that person is respectful and likes kids and is safe. And if something does happen, that your child feels comfortable enough to come and tell you immediately. And when that happens, please go through the courts. And I know it's it's hard, like, well, depending on what it is, because if there's, there's things that if someone does to my child, I'm at the front door, so and that's just the type of cat I am. But um, just understand, you have no control over what another human being does with their personal life. So once y'all not together, fuck that. I don't care how bad it hurts or anything like that or how much you wish it worked out. Fuck that. Focus on your kids because um, that motherfucker ain't focusing on you, so focus on your kids. Oh, this is good. For those of y'all, I, I, I got some Jack that I'm drinking on. It's really, I love Jack. Pause. Uh, it's really good. But, um, but yeah, so it's, when you get in a, a custody order, it's really important to just cover all your bases. When I tell people when you go into court and you're getting your, your filing for stuff, and you're trying to get your child or whatever it is, you're trying to just bring some structure to it, you got to think about everything that has been an inconvenience for you the entire time that this child has been alive. Every argument, every disagreement, put all that shit on the paper. These are the things that I want. These are the things I need addressed. Uh, whether it's Christmas, whether it's holidays, I have it down to the point where uh, one of my children, if the holiday falls on a Monday and it's my weekend, she stays with me. Uh, and that's just, again, when you're in a situation where uh, two adults just can't really be around each other, and I'm choosing my words wisely, that means that, okay, school is on a Tuesday, she stays with me until Tuesday, and then I'll take her to school Tuesday. This way we ain't got to see each other. There's no opportunity for you to, whatever, spit on me, do anything like none of that, or me to be disrespectful to you. We don't have, that, that won't happen because we're not going to see each other. Um, the only, literally the only time I have, we have to see one another is in the summer. So, uh, again, it's just really important to be very detailed about this shit and put, again, put pen to paper and just, you want, eliminate all the stress in your life. So shared custody is when the time of physical custody is split evenly. So it'll be like the parents have shared custody. That just means basically 50-50, week to week. That's literally what it is. Monday to Monday, Monday to Monday. That's exactly what it is, exactly what it sounds like. And then in that case, you can build in the holidays or um, you can build it into rotate or you can just build into whoever's week it is. Uh, that's who has them. But you got to be very careful because... If you don't address the major holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, stuff like that, you could you would go about five years with that holiday being with one parent and then five years because just the way it works out on the calendar of them being with the other parents. So you're going to be very careful when you're doing that. Um, when I'm doing my orders, I'm literally looking out to like, I'm in the calendar 2025, 2026. I'm looking at shit, uh, especially now because I have one more hearing coming up and hopefully I am done after that. Knock on wood, please, Lord, because I'm fucking tired of court. But uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna have everything addressed hopefully, and I won't have to have anything. I, that that should be my last court date of my life. I'm hoping, I am hoping. <laughs> uh, so full custody, sole custody, 
is when one parent has control of the child. All decisions I mentioned above, like medical, dental, religious, anything, you want to move, anything, it's all on that one parent. The other parent has no rights. They have no control uh, over anything, which is what I have with my youngest child. They have no rights, no control. They can't veto anything. They can't stop you from doing anything. Uh, the only thing you're obligated to do is if you decide to change a residence, move out of the state, you have to file some paperwork. I forgot what it is. Um, there's like seven things that I should have had that ready. Uh, there's like seven things that you have to cover. I think is where you're living at, what's your job going to be, um, the crime in the neighborhood, the school. Uh, I think the date. And it's like, I can't remember the top of my head. I have it on my email. But you have to just submit that to the court. Uh, ten times out of ten, though, if you have full sole custody, they're going to grant it, though, just approve it. Uh, if you had one of the aforementioned, like one of the shared or partial or whatever, and you were trying to move, uh, you would still have to submit that, and the court would have to approve it in order for you to move. But that's that's pretty much what it is when it comes down to, like, custody and stuff like that. So I hope that information was helpful. Uh, the pricing for filing for custody in PA is $107.13. Uh, they only take money order. You have to do it down at family court. And uh, if you, I think there's a $42 charge if you want to expedite it. Uh, very seldomly do you need that, though. And then, of course, I think when you get an actual court date, if you because the court dates are always like six months out, if you want to expedite the court date, I think that is $2,500 last I checked. So it gets a little pricey. You know, they're going to make their money. But um, for anybody, any man out there that didn't know they had rights or isn't, didn't know how to go about it. That's kind of what you do. Uh, go downtown, file your fucking paperwork, uh, and don't be lazy about it. Just go do it. Keep your text messages. Keep all, any proof that you have. The best route for you to get what you want is to just go through the courts. And as I tell you all the time, it takes time. It really does. Uh, I believe with Emma, it took me about four years of fighting back and forth from court to actually get what I wanted. And now she's, what, nine? And I'm still in court with her because there's other things going on. But uh, but it's it's really, like, you got to be in it for the long haul. It's going to get expensive. But there's, to me, there's nothing more expensive than not having the time with your kid. Like that, I feel like that costs more than not actually spending the money on an attorney uh, to fight for this shit. So, uh, and again, emergency filing is only necessary if the child is in imminent danger. Meaning, uh, let's say the child is living in a crack house, there's drugs going on, there's someone was murdered in the house. Like, it would have to be something like really like tragic had to happen in order to get the courts to to grant you um, emergency custody. Like, and I, you know, because I've, I've tried to do that before, but I mean, it's very specific. It is very specific. Like, they're very particular about doing that. So um, that's all I got for today. My message for today is, uh, as a father, you have rights that you may not have been aware of. Go exercise them. You know, go downtown, file your paperwork. If you got any questions, reach out to me. Uh, I have I have an outstanding attorney, which is who I'm plugging today. I'm plugging my attorney, Ty Burns. That's T-I-G-H-E-B-U-R-N-S. Uh, you can reach him at uh, spearwarderman.com. That's S P. E-A-R-W-I-L-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. Also, the phone number to his office is 215-732-0101. Ty's been my attorney for about 10 years now. He has helped me get custody of all of my children. Um, he has been directly involved in all the paperwork, all the court proceedings. He continues to go to court for me. Uh, he has prepared me for court on days where... Again, because this stuff gets expensive. If he feels like I can handle it on myself and he could just prep me, he'll literally just prep me for court, charge me for that, which is probably 20% of what it would cost to actually have him physically in court. And every time I've he's prepared me to go to court, I've smoked that shit. I've won um, without a lawyer present. Just because you just have to know what to say. Um, again, you have to have a really good attorney. Like, he's really outstanding. Uh, that guy is... I damn he I would say he definitely changed my life as far as you know my kids are concerned. So uh he again he's he's pricey, but he's worth the money. I actually referred someone I worked with to him a couple weeks back. Uh, I haven't checked in with him, but I know he got him a hearing uh I think coming up this year. So hopefully that goes well for him. But yeah, any any anybody out there that just isn't seeing their children and it's it's and please 
I'm gonna be very clear. Don't be one of those like deadbeat dads and then hit me up and you really just like on some bullshit. Cause I'm, I'm I can I can I can read that shit. I can feel that shit. I can sense it from a mile away. So don't waste your time. Hit me up. But if you really are somebody that you are trying to be active and the mother is not allowing you to be, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, I can direct you. I can help you do paperwork. I know how to do it. Um, I'm not looking to get paid. I I just. I'm really like about fathers and like dad's lives matter. So uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy holidays. And everyone have a good one. Peace.